Welcome to the history of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures of art and literature, the Batman. My name is Mason Booker, and as always, I am joined by London. From the shadows, maybe he'll say something, maybe he won't, we don't know, we are joined by Shadow Adam. History of the Batman is produced and engineered by me, Mason Booker. Adam Silverstein is MIA. We don't know where he is. He'll come back soon. So I'm filling in for him today. It is my honor. London, how are you? I'm rad today. Yes! I love rad. I think that's my favorite that you've done so far. Way to go. That's going to be my new thing. People are going to be like, how are you doing, Mason? I'm going to be like, I'm rad. I'm rad. So, yeah, cowabunga, babe. <laughs> What's been going on that you're so rad about? Nothing. Things are just good. Um, we are a few weeks away from San Diego Comic-Con taking over Huge. everything. Huge. It's coming. Yeah. It's like this massive wave on the meltdown horizon. <laughs> are you doing anything for Comic-Con? Um, I don't know yet, ah. <laughs> which is awful. It's always last minute whether or not I'm I'm going to put myself in that huge mass of people, huge is, wave of people there. It is a there. mass. There, it's well, crazy. But you got to go for the cosplay, if nothing else. Of course. Like, the cosplay there is some um, you'll never see anywhere else, even at other cons, it feels like. That's true. But there's a lot of, it's going to, Suicide Squad is taking over, I have read, which is great. And I heard that the cast and everything, because it's about, what, a week, maybe two weeks before the movie comes out, August 5th. So, of course... They are just promoting the crap out of Suicide Squad. Wait, does that mean that like Will Smith is going to be there? Yeah, what? they said. Yeah, and Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, and Jared Leto, and all the all of them are supposed to be there. So I that's... think I better better get my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? And they said they're going to definitely do the huge Hall Age panel, and then afterwards they're going to sign for lucky fans. And oh, all kinds of stuff. And that's cool. Yeah, and they're turning some of like the hotels into kind of like the Bell Reef prison, like the lobbies. Oh, and really? They're really going all out wow. for Suicide Squad, which makes sense, especially since the movie, like I said, comes out will come out a couple weeks after. Right. So I think it's going to be huge. Yeah. I think it's going to be this big thing. Although I do think that it's really just a vehicle for Harley Quinn. You can disagree with me <laughs> on that if you want and prove me wrong. But it seems to me that all of Suicide Squad is just kind of built around being a vehicle for Harley Quinn to get her own movie, which I believe you said has already been great. Right. They already are discussing or going forward with having Harley as a central figure in a movie that'll, and they said also other female uh, characters, superheroes, maybe villains will be in it as well. Oh, so it's like uh, Birds of Prey, but on the villain side. Right. So they, so I, even before Suicide Squad has come out, they're already planning, oh yeah, Harley Quinn's going to pretty much have her own movie. But even with promotion on Warner Brothers' side and DC, it's heavy on Joker, it's heavy Mm -hmm. on Harley, it's heavy on Deadshot, but those are the three biggest, not downplaying any of the other stars in the film. I think all of the characters are important because whole Task Force X, they're all important, Meredith Waller's important, everyone's important, but because they're these characters and they're the actors 
doing it, it, it's it's no surprise that they would put them in the forefront. Even in the music videos that have come out, 21 Pilots did Heathens and Imagine Dragons and Little Wayne and Wiz Khalifa did Sucker for Pain. But even in those clips, you see a lot of Harley Quinn, you see a lot of Deadshot, yeah. which that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. I'm, al- I'm also disappointed. No Katana. Yeah, right she's just cast aside right and you see her f- you really don't see her a lot in in other yeah it's really just the trailers right and all the like i said all of the other villains or bad guys are just as interesting as important but of course for us batman fans we're excited about joker <laughs> and we're excited about harley especially since this is her first live action cinematic thing right so that's it's important we want to know how it's going to be even though it's not going to be the classic harley but then again we shouldn't expect it to be the classic harley because it's not a classic take on these characters no it's it's a new thing it's it's like i had to accept that the new star wars that just came out Mm -hmm. it's just not going to be like the old ones it's just not it's just impossible it's just you know it's a new thing for this generation i am phasing out (laughs) and, and they're making way for the young and this is the harlequin for the new generation. These are kids that have not grown up. Or I, I don't know if it's going to be kids. that Suicides are, right? No, it's PG-13. Which uh, people were okay. upset okay. that yeah, it's not yeah. R. But I don't understand why. Because until Deadpool, mm-hmm. which came out this February, this past February, was sure. rated R. There weren't superhero movies that were rated R. Right. Well, that was the big so, thing. But now, because Deadpool did so well and it was a good movie, I was like, oh, everything should be rated R. Because it think frees that's, you up. Yeah, but stuff. I don't think that's necessarily the case. We we had good superhero movies before this year. Oh, sure. And it was fine. Sure. Well, so. uh, probably what I think they'll do is they'll have the PG-13 theatrical release and then the R-rated director's cut with additional Right. Speaking whatever. of director's cut, oh, yeah? I got, and this will be out way after, <laughs> <laughs> this episode will be out after that, yeah. but uh, tomorrow I got free passes to see the R-rated Ultimate Edition cut of Batman vs. Superman what? in theaters. And this one night only. Oh, my God. So I mean, I didn't even know this was existing. Yeah. So, it's, which is great. So, it's, it's how did you get that? No, anyone could have got it if you were quick enough. Except <laughs> nobody knew about it. Great job, promotions. <laughs> no, they. I work see... at Meltdown, the center of nerd culture in LA. <laughs> no idea that this was going on. <laughs> no, DC Comics has a DC All Access app, and you had to go. <laughs> so they had to go on the app, and then they have a Batman vs Superman section. And you could uh, register for free passes to a local theater that's showing it. It's on a Monday, first of all. It's Monday night. I mean, on like, Monday night. Yeah, and, but it's just for that night, and they're going to show the R-rated cut. And on digital, on Tuesday, it's coming out. Mm. So they're showing it just for one night in theaters, the R-rated cut. Because a lot of people, when the movie first came out, they're like, no, we want to see the full thing. Some right. people who enjoyed the movie right. <laughs> said, no, I want to see the R-rated cut. Okay. And so they decided to put the R-rated version in theaters for a night for people to see it for if one they night wanted only. to. Mm-hmm. But it's in multiple theaters. Yes. So So can I just go and buy tickets? No, you have to register through the Warner Brothers ticket website through the app. <laughs> 
So you All purposely right. have to, if you don't have the DC All Access app, which is fun, by the way. It's free. You can download it. What is it? It has different stuff about Suicide Squad and the comics that are out. But, you know, DC All Access is the DC Comics YouTube show that they talk to different writers and things oh. like that. And they they have two hosts, and it's Jason and Tiffany. Oh. Actually, you said Tiffany came to Meltdown because she was on a, an old episode of Disney Click. I think oh, yeah, she's man. She's the host of that. Oh, okay. So you know who that yes, is. Yes, I know her. <laughs> yes, Tiffany yes. was awesome. She came right. and talked mostly about Star Wars. Right, right. She's got some serious geek cred. Yeah, but she... she's also the nerd hottie. Yes. She's got it going on. <laughs> yeah, so she's one of the hosts and they interview people and talk about upcoming things like the last episode, which I was totally envious of. She talked to Kevin Conroy about the uh, killing joke and no I'm way. like, why couldn't I do that interview? But... Well, you can, London. We just, just got to get you I just in have to believe. more, more <laughs> But yeah, so that's what DCL Access is. So they have an app where you can look more into the things they talk about on the show. And they have a lot of Batman vs. Superman. And you can get these emojis for your phone that are Batman emojis and things like that. So it's a fun app. But you had to have downloaded the app, then go on it. And then that's how you could have registered for your free tickets. And out here, we're in... Los Angeles. We're in Hollywood right now at Meltdown Comics, but they had it at the Arclight Hollywood, which is the one I'm going to. Oh, yeah. And they had the only other one was like in Burbank, which I think is near Warner Brothers because that makes sense. Of course. So it, it was limited theaters. We're like two or three probably in each major area i suppose but it was throughout the country so hopefully those who are listening right now hopefully you got to see it (laughs) if you wanted to see it i'm sure i know a lot of people of course the comments like why would i want to see that movie again and all of that good stuff there but i want to see it in theaters just like the killing joke actually on july 25th is going to have a one night only in theaters um you can watch the animated movie uh be um like a day before it comes out digitally or a day after i believe um when it comes out digitally and it comes out on blu-ray blu-ray august 2nd so definitely pick that up it's that's an awesome week august 2nd is the killing joke and then august 5th is suicide squad lots of new classic joker happening um but yeah if i can have an opportunity to see these films on the big screen that i definitely am all in i mean it's batman so i can't not go see it if i have the opportunity fair enough (laughs) i i understand but yeah so Comic-Con's happening, all geeky stuff is happening. This is definitely a geeky month we are in. And hopefully we'll find out new stuff about Justice League. The movie Justice League which comes out November 17th next year, 2017. But we've heard from our recent cinematic Batman, Ben Affleck, that he'll be at Comic-Con. And so we're wondering if... He will bring along the rest of the Justice League with him for DC Hall H Warner Brothers. We don't know. It's, of course, a surprise. But more so, we're looking forward to any information on Justice League, any more newer clips or anything for Suicide Squad. And if we'll even get a trailer for Wonder Woman, which is out next year, celebrating the 75th anniversary of Wonder Woman's debut. So it's lots of good DC Batman mythos-related things happening i mean it sounds 
So good. <laughs> I'm still just jealous that you're going to this R-rated thing. And like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know about it. I'm so... I luckily caught, because I was on Twitter under at uh, Hist of the Batman, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I saw when DC put out the tweet. And it was, for all of our Batman vs. Superman fans, you should go to the app right now. And they had the link. And it was the link to the app. Hey, passes one night only to see the R-rated Ultimate Edition cut. If you want to go, get your free passes. Man, I'm just. I did what I had to do. <laughs> I mean, I respect that, and I think you're awesome for it. But I'm just saying that I had no idea, and yeah. I'm, I'm upset. I'm a little upset. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. It's well, anyway, cool. London, what are we talking about today? Ah, uh, today we are going to talk about jason todd now a lot of people or i'm sure most people who listen know that jason todd at least his persona right now is red hood i do know this you do know this but i believe or at least from what i've seen from the instagram page and talking to different and other batman fans some people don't know much of his history when he was first introduced into batman comics and his role as the second robin the boy wonder I think a lot of people, especially, I mean, unless you aren't into comics as much, but you've seen the 2010 movie Batman Under the Red Hood, you may have- I a, saw it. Right. You may have a, a somewhat knowledge knowing that, okay- Loved it. <laughs> it is a good movie, though. <laughs> it's it looks good. Yeah. I, I don't know if a lot of people know about him as Robin. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, I watched the animated film. Mm-hmm. And I was, oh, wow, who is the Red Hood? Like, I, I had not read that arc right. in the comics. Right. And so all of a sudden they reveal that it's Jason Todd. And I was, what? <laughs> like, that is crazy. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to go into this, but he was beaten to death with a crowbar. Right. And then blown up. Right. What are they thinking? Yeah, I mean, his death is still one of the most tragic I believe still not just in Batman's history but just in DC Comics it's it's a very for the time very violent and just awful like you said he was beaten he was blown up and it just and he's a character that even though we'll get more into why he died I mean he's a character that even though there was some mixed thoughts about him just within Batman's canon it's still he was still a major character he's still a robin he was still batman's sidekick he's a big character that died i think any major character in any superhero comic book that dies is surprising whether or not you wanted him to live or not or you liked him or you didn't like right. him so, well he was one of the first right like, right this he, is before death nowadays is yeah kind of nowadays rampant. but back in the late 80s yeah, you, no, you was, just you can just kill off people. Yeah, like not not name people, not, not like big people. Right, not huge name people. Maybe smaller characters that appear once in a while. But right. And then I think, I don't know if we're going to, well, we probably won't go into this, right? Because you want to talk about him as Robin. But mm-hmm. I, I did find it interesting that that event or subsequent abandonment by Batman apparently really shaped his psyche and, and forced him to become the new Red Hood. Right. Which I thought that was interesting. Definitely. I think that has a major part in it, the way that he's Red Hood <laughs> and that he looks like Joker's Red Hood and all of that good stuff. Yeah. I think that's... Which we'll talk about. But Is he a villain? I would call him... 
Because he starts off as a vigilante or something. Right. He's a vigilante. Someone maybe go towards the anti-hero. He is lethal, which means he uses guns. He kills people. So he is... So does Batman, Ben Affleck. (laughs) I'm never going to let it go. I'm never going to let it go. Okay. (laughs) Actually, Shadow Adam, who I don't think he'll be appearing out of the shadows this episode. He's hovering. I feel his eyes upon us. (laughs) But not too long ago, he did show me uh, an article, and they were talking about Ben Affleck's Batman that's coming up in the Justice League movie, and they said he will not be a lethal Batman in this movie. I never would have guessed that (laughs) in the face of tremendous fan outcry and disbelief. (laughs) What? Who saw that coming? Oh, wait, I did. I did see that coming. I mean, that's fine. I personally did not have a problem with him. You didn't have a problem? I did With not. him gunning down <laughs> borderline civilians, henchmen, peons? I didn't. Because I don't have a Funny. problem with him well, being that way. Okay, I don't. I guess you love him from the 30s when he was whatever. I'm yeah, I do like Golden Age Batman, who Look, was man, pretty dark. Here's my thing. I don't mm-hmm. mind him murdering people. Mm-hmm. but him not being held accountable for it is disturbing. Mm-hmm. Now, it was one thing where for the longest time it was maybe maybe it happened and then he would hold himself accountable for it and be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I'm terrible and blah, 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 blah. But like just this rampant Rambo style of I'm throwing away everything that I brought myself up to believe, which I get. <laughs> I guess this is more of an argument we should have had on the Batman vs Superman review, but I understand that they're trying to show the character shift right but i was just how can you expect me to sympathize with a batman who has so clearly betrayed everything that he believes in he's so oh we got to protect my family and we got to protect the lives of the citizens and and the people that work for me i'm holding this little girl in the smoke and i'm i'm so angry at you superman but p.s i'm just gonna blow away 10 or 20 people myself <laughs> and not right. be held accountable for it whatever right i've seen some theories and things like that of people argue Nerd that rage. after <laughs> after bruce wayne saw the events of superman and zod and fighting the city and, and all of that destruction that he kind of turned and became much of a darker character of Batman and decided oh i could kill it's fine yeah, i but think that, which, don't you think that undermines his argument he's i'm holding you superman accountable for killing but P.S. I kill, no problem. Right. It's a little bit um, hypocritical in yes, a sense. Yes, exactly. No, I totally see that. I do. I understand completely. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'm, I'm not saying that you're, you're not right or anything because I totally get that. It's just, it didn't bother me. Okay. But I understand your point of view saying, oh yeah, well, he shouldn't be that mad at Superman then. If well, that's, <laughs> what, that's what bothered me. It was just, if like, he wants to kill people, fine. I get it. He's Batman turned dark. He can do it or whatever. But don't be, it's okay if I do it, but not you. Right. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, you shouldn't do and that. And what it does was it makes me not care about him anymore. I don't sympathize with you. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Right. Whatever. (laughs) All right, we got off on a major side. No, but I know why we got off on that. But yeah, he's lethal. And of course, Jason Todd was trained under Batman. So people said he's just like a lethal version of Batman in a way. Well, that was the... Oh, Azrael. Yeah. Yeah, he was the... He was actually a lethal... Angel of death. (laughs) Yeah, he was actually a legit lethal version of Batman, for sure. Fair enough. Right. But he wasn't, well, I guess Osriel kind of was trained under Bruce in a sense. But Jason Todd, who was Robin, all the Robins were directly trained for Batman to fight with him. So the fact that he has 
all of this and those talents and skills and then he wants to be this vigilante who is super violent and kills and it's just he's mad I mean of course which we'll talk about later but you know he has anger towards Bruce he has anger towards Joker and just everything that led up to him from going from Robin to his death to Red Hood and it's just a lot of baggage there which but I thought since everyone is so familiar with Red Hood and I'm sure in a future episode we could talk more about Jason Todd's Red Hood I do want to talk about the Red Hood can you just real quick tell me how did he survive did they even talk about that or are they just like oh he crawled out of the building before it exploded Oh, no. He was actually dead. And then uh, he the was star brought... force. I'm mean, going Marvel. The star force <laughs> no. comes down. And, and it actually gonna... deals with Raish. Oh, yeah. Oh. And Talia. You know what? And the Lazarus pit. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. But I, I may have to recant my adamancy of the pronunciation of the name because... Why? Paul Levitz... <laughs> Like, he did, too. He pronounced it Roz. <laughs> I just I was, didn't want the little clip to I know. be on me. So no, I'm no. Like, it's cool. <laughs> I, no, no. I would put it on you, but after I got schooled hardcore by Paul Levitz, I was well, if it's coming out of the mouth of the DC editor, maybe I'm totally wrong. So I think both are fine. I've just always been used to Roz. I just have... It's just easier, almost. It's true. And I... <laughs> I'm so wed to Raish because of that clip. It's so, it speaks to me on like a deep level. Very thorough, Terry. Though father's name was pronounced Raish, not Ras. A common mistake. But I mean, when Paul Levitz was just like, yeah, I don't know, maybe Ras. I think he actually said Ras. And I was like, yeah, maybe Ras. We should, I'll, I'll pull up the clip. can ask why Catwoman and not say Talia, the daughter of Rachel Ghoul, <laughs> who is, you know, in many ways a perfect match for Batman. Uh, is she? I don't know about Ooh. that. <laughs> um, you know, it, part of it is that Earth 2, of course, was the classic mythology, and we didn't have, at least at that point, there wasn't an Earth 2 Rachel Ghoul. They may have gotten around to adding one. I was just like, oh if my God. he's okay with and saying he's a, it, I mean, you know, can't be that. Listen, bad. I got schooled, and I admit it. I got trounced. <laughs> that little <laughs> he did, where I was, what about Talia? Blah blah blah. And he was, mm, is she? And I was just, oh, daggers in my heart. But you know, you can't beat the man. The man's the man. <laughs> anyway, okay. So <sighs> what they do? They recovered him and dunked him in the Lazarus pit. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I pretty much, and that's why. Well, Talia actually... Because Talia wanted a son. And (laughs) Damien wasn't around yet. Uh, Well, she does find him because what happens is, and and this is explained more... What, she finds his charred husk? No, she... (laughs) I mean, he was was buried, but then Uh. he... And it deals with Infinite Crisis and Superboy putting a rip within the timeline and kind of <laughs> literally shakes everything and that brings him back to life in a sense oh. but he is all messed up yeah, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. but he gets out of the grave and Talia does find him but she doesn't they don't tell Bruce or anything sure. like that at this point sure, sure. and then she does bring him to Rod Talia is so cool I'm gonna let that slide <laughs> this time okay but they decide to 
revive him and put him in the Lazarus pit. But of course, as even he said before, the Lazarus pit just makes you a little bit insane, a little bit crazy right. every time you go right, in there. Right. But it had a much worse effect on him. Because he was so damaged. Right. And then he escaped, ran <laughs> off after he got out of the pit. And then... What was Talia doing it for? Just personal gain? I, she, I mean, I think she had personal reason because was of her... Was she digging Jason Todd? No, I don't think it was like that. I think it was she was more thinking about Bruce. She was like, I'll try to help him. Yeah. Beloved. Yeah. <laughs> so it always so goes good. back to... <laughs> That's true, right? Because Bruce is racked with guilt. Right. He's, so, that's the one regret, what we talked about exactly last episode. His biggest failure, he feels mm. like. Right. And uh, both Talia and her father know this. And what did Selena do for him? <laughs> what did Catwoman do? What did Wonder Woman do? Fans. <laughs> Talia. So good. <laughs> All right. But yes, then he escapes and then he changes his whole thing and becomes right. Red Hood and all that. But yes, that's how the comics later on. <laughs> how, they, how they justified it. Yes. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I always like the justifications for stuff because it's, you know, some of it's insane. Because, of course, the first time we saw Jason Todd back from the dead was in Batman Hush, the Jeff Lowe, Jim Lee series. Which I have not read. Which and shit is I good. I know. You, your recommendation, Hush, is, I think you put it as the number one read, or number two. You were, de- no, I think you put Killing Joke as number one, and you put Hush as number two, I think. I think I think that's definitely a, a Batman essential read. Yeah, you, especially a like, modern take on just, and you get all the villains, which I love. Yeah, and it yeah, sounds it's really a, it's a cool. Good, no, it's a good Batman and then arc, I've, for sure. I've read reviews of it, and apparently Hush is a favorite villain now. Yes, which, which is crazy. Considering he well, is relatively new. Yeah, he's super new. He's really new. 2002, I mean, 2003, that's new. Yeah, I don't even remember who he is and all this stuff. So I'm looking forward to reading the series. Yeah, and, and, and they even continue him in other comics. And then even New 52, he's there. So he's just, nice. yeah, he is definitely a fan favorite. So if you've heard of Hush and you're like, I don't know who that is. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. But we're yeah, talking so, about Red Hood. Yes, we are. But <laughs> you first see Jason Todd in that story and Batman is what? How is this possible? He's dead. <laughs> and before that, which I like I said, it was like 2002, 2003, if he died in Death in the Family, which we're going to talk about in 89, early 89, late 88, right, right, he, right. Hasn't, he hasn't been seen actually there. Maybe in flashbacks, because, you know, Bruce always thinks about the horrible things that's happened to him in his life, it feels like. Constantly. <laughs> Constantly. I need to relive the pain. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, until you come on my show and mm-hmm. we're going to London's going to come on Anime Attic and we're yes. going to do Gotham Night. Yes. One of my favorite uh, shorts in that. It's nine shorts. Working Through Pain. It's so good and it mm-hmm. deals a lot, a yeah. lot with that. But anyway, yeah. Go ahead. But no, so we see flashbacks, hallucina- hallucinations, things like that, but you never actually see him. He's not alive because he's dead. He's so dead. the fact that they brought him back was a big deal. It was like, what? Right. And they briefly said, oh, he was Robin, then he got killed by Joker, and so it's like, okay. But if you're not hardcore reading all this stuff, you may not even remember when he was Robin. Right. Because it was only, like we'll talk about, like mid-80s up until like late 80s, so only like five years that he even existed and was debuted, and then died so he didn't really do much no no um yeah so that's why we're kind of going to focus on those uh young jason todd when he was alive (laughs) originally years 
I, I think we should. I, I want to do it. And we're going to do it right after this break. <laughs> so everybody hang on. All right. Love it. We're, we're back. I'm glad that we've spent 30 minutes talking about the stuff. All right. We're seriously going to talk about we Jason Sodden. We are. We're, we're here. We're gonna... But you know what we're going to talk about first, London? <gasps> Loot Crate. crate. What up? <laughs> Loot Crate, which is a, a proud sponsor of History of the Batman um, for less than 20 bucks a month. It's a monthly subscription service. And for less than 20 bucks a month, you get a 45 to $85 value or possibly more box. And it's full of uh, six to eight items that's uh, licensed gear and apparel and the collectibles and unique one-of-a-kind items and more, which you were saying you got, like, yeah, legit. We, yeah, I got, like, a Deadpool shirt. I have Harry Potter socks and I and exclusive Funkos coming. I'm a huge fan of Funkos. Yeah. And I know the month of July, the month we're in, it, the theme is, like, Quest. And there's stuff for, like, Futurama and Star Trek and stuff where you're on a quest in space. Yes. Or, and, or anywhere. Or anywhere. But, yes. So I know that that's some of the theme stuff that's happening in the current box. So... For all of you guys out there, Trekkies, like Shadow Adam is, he's lurking in the shadow somewhere. That man is one of the biggest Trekkies I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. You, you like show him a Star Trek symbol and he's like, <gasps> like I need it immediately. <laughs> but yes. So, like, but each month is themed with awesome stuff and yeah yeah and uh, and it can great. it can be yours it can if be you yours. Uh, if you subscribe by going to uh, lootcrate.com. But as a special. Yay for listening to History of yes, the Batman. You guys are awesome. Because everyone's awesome. The Gothamites. Yes. You can go to www.lootcrate.com forward slash H-O-T-B. Which is History of the Batman. Exactly. And enter the promo code H-O-T-B-3. And that saves $3 on any new subscription, which I'm going to say, London, is rad. It is. It is very rad. rad. I agree. It is just a, like it's you. a steal. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to talk about yes. Jason we're going to jump in, <laughs> or at least talk about the issues that are important to Jason Todd as Robin. So, if you are curious as to reading stories before he dies and becomes Red Hood and all of that awesome modern take on him. You should know what happened before then. I am very curious. This is this this is everything I know. He was uh Dick went off to become Nightwing, I believe. Right. And then Jason Todd was boosting the wheels off of the Batmobile mm-hmm. and Batman was like, I'm gonna train you for something. <laughs> and then Something happened, and everybody hated him, and they vote. They had a fan vote, mm-hmm. but we'll get into it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. all of that stuff is true. All right, well, that's we'll all talk I know. About, no, we'll talk about everything. Let's do it. So, like you said, as as I'm, I'm assuming people know, but I never like to assume, Dick Grayson was the first Robin the Boy Wonder. Yes. He was introduced in 1940, and for the next 40 years, he was Robin. But, of course, eventually, like within the mid-70s, they decided maybe Dick Grayson should you know, graduate high school. He's right. been uh, 15, 16 for 40 years. Maybe he should grow up and yeah. go off to college. Kind of and... like uh, Peter Parker. Exactly. <laughs> so... 
Dick Grayson started to become a more mature young man and and he eventually especially in 1982 when the new teen titans were happening yes um he became he became a huge part like the leader of new teen titans and he rocked it yes and and you know who he got with starfire who is rad so good she She is is. she is rad (laughs) and then Broke her heart. But where, wait a minute, where did uh, Barbara Gordon fit in on that? Because he dated Barbara for a while too, right? Right. Like they were running around because she was Batgirl and he was Robin. Yeah, but that happened more, um, I mean, it happened more, of course, when he was Nightwing, but that's like later. Oh, maybe. it happened when he was Nightwing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought they dated when he was Robin. No, um, when they were, especially in the Batman family publications in like the late 70s, they, they didn't have a romantic oh. uh, relationship. It was more like, you're my sister. <laughs> then, but but then he... of course, then he grew up and realized, okay, Barbara's hot, so. Except Except that Starfire's mad high. We're going to have this out in another episode. But like, I still am in shock that he was like, I'm ditching Starfire, (laughs) who, by the way, is universally renowned across the uh, across the Pantheon. Like, she's one of the hottest chicks in the game. All the superheroes talk about how hot Starfire is, Mm -hmm. like when behind closed doors, like they do it in the animated series, too. Or I mean, the uh, animated universe right but they'll be like because they all talk about how hot everyone is like green lantern will be like whoa did you see hawk uh, hawk girl and Mm -hmm. whatever blah 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 but then like um i was reading this comic i can't remember which one it was but it was some sort of like something crazy had happened and like devastation and everybody was like oh it's horrible and what are we gonna do and and one of the guys that's narrating is like and then she showed and you can't be unhappy when she shows up because, like, <laughs> she's so awesome and you're like who is she talking about and i think it was starfire it was either starfire or wonder woman one of the two but they were like she's so hot and um it's like you can't deny that yeah they're like it's an aura it's an aura <laughs> right? about her. she's so hot so like i can't i still can't believe it and when he dumped her that panel stays with me i think i told you about it where mm-hmm. she's like you're gonna love me forever and true and it's just this close-up of him and he's like <laughs> No. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, it's like, wow. It's hardcore. You're hardcore. All right, I'm sorry. We got sidetracked again. It's my fault. <laughs> Keep it going. Where are we at? Right. So it. So in 1982, Dick Grayson, he takes up the mantle as Nightwing, his new mature persona. Right. And he joins New Teen Titans. And the editor at the time was Lynn Ween. And he thought that Batman, just on his own, without a Robin, and him kind of just... Being the dark character, he did he didn't want that. He's like he needs someone to balance out mm-hmm. his darkness, like with bright optimism, which is why Rock was originally created forty years prior. So they decided, okay, we need to have a new Robin, or we need to have someone who will come in as a new sidekick, since Dick Grayson has grown up and he's not going to be Robin anymore. So that's how the creation of Jason Todd first happened and so he debuts Jason Todd debuts in Batman 357 and that was in 1983 cool and it's a Jerry Conway arc so it happens for several issues that we'll talk about and he Jason Todd originally 
is almost a carbon copy of Dick Grayson. His he is part of an acrobatic family uh-huh. who and they're in the circus and <laughs> and he has like blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, he and, does. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the first time we see him, we're all, it's only a few panels, and it's him with his his mother and father who are they're all acrobats, and so you're introduced to him that way. But then you're introduced, and this issue is also important, Batman uh, three fifty seven, because it's the first issue where Killer Croc comes in and Killer Croc is a huge part of Jason Todd's background. Oh. Or he I will be no in idea. this right in the story. So if you want to see the first appearance of Killer Croc, it's in these it's issues. It's, it's 357 and then in the other one 358. That's interesting because Killer Croc to me, uh, I was introduced to Killer Croc in the animated series. Right. And yes. I thought it was just this weird throwaway character. Mhm. Right. And I and I think that People maybe wouldn't even know a lot with a lot of villains in animated series. Like they kind of brought them back to life because <laughs> even after this arc, you don't really see Killer Croc a lot in comics. Right. At least it's like this, and he's important here, especially since this this series or these few comics are right before Crisis on Infinite Earths, where everything is wiped and everything uh, starts over, okay. and so Jason Todd is going to get a new origin. That's different from this one. Oh. And Killer Croc isn't in here. Oh. So. Oh, it makes sense then. Right. So that's why when he's more popular, I think because one of the reasons why is because of the animated series too, because I didn't really know about him. I mean, when I first started getting to Batman, it was the 66 show and then the animated series. And I was first introduced to Killer Croc since he's a very, it's right. kind of an obscure in a way. Maybe not now, I, no, but I, then. It's pretty obscure. Yeah. yeah okay. It's an obscure character. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But yes, so this is the first time you see Killer Croc in comics. And you learn that Killer Croc is working with um, this new uh, villain um, called Squid. And they are both... Squid. Yeah, that's what they call him, Squid. And he's trying to be the new head of the underground criminal world in Gotham. And so <laughs> so, that, so that's how you, you kind of learn... Squid. Right. With squid. <laughs> He's with squid. Does he wear like a giant octopus head? <laughs> no. All right. Why is he called squid? Does he squirt ink at his enemies? No, that's just, they just call him squid. Right. It's these weird, uh, <laughs> weird mafia names, weird uh, crime names. Hey, his name's so- squid, all right? <laughs> exactly. What's going on? All right, fair enough. <laughs> so that's the first issue we're introduced to Jason Todd. Now, he's not he's not seen as Robin or anything like that, but we do get the background and it's clear that they it was influenced off of Dick Grayson's sure. Flying Grayson's that acrobatic family circus background yeah, like, all of that. Let's get some originality, guys. Right. So, and I think at least originally when they were trying to create a new Robin, I think that's what they went off of because they know what people like. People mm-hmm. loved the Dick Grayson. He was a fan favorite. So I'm sure the creators were like, okay, well, let's make a character that's really Another. like this one. Right. Exactly. Which, and of course, we see later that it's changed. But I think that might have been the initial conversation. Oh, I'm sure. But I just think it's so weird. It's like, what does Batman do? Just hang out? at circuses and wait, wait for <laughs> tragedy to start. always at a circus. Right. He's, like, He's like, most people go to circuses, you know, to see the lion right. tamer like, and all these the clouds. Are there any young boys whose family is maybe in jeopardy? <laughs> okay. So anyway, so 
after uh, Killer Croc and Squid are, are doing these things, Batman in, in Batman 358, so it's like part two, he goes into investigation and tries to track down Squid and, of course, comes across Killer Croc and they start having, like, fights together. Like, the first one, they're kind of, like, in the sewer and they're fighting. And Oh, so, like, Jason Todd went off on his own to find Killer Croc? Right now, Jason Todd isn't even, like, looking for oh, Killer okay. Croc. But right. it's just um, Batman, when he was trying to hunt down Squid, gotcha, gotcha. he came across Killer Croc, and then it was Squid. like... <laughs> I'm sorry, but come on. All right, go ahead. And so, <laughs> and so um, when Dick Grayson, while he's still in the picture, he's not Robin, but he's trying to help Batman, he discovers that squid is tied into sloan circus which is a circus that jason and his Uh. parents are a part of and he learned that um um, trina who was his mom was like was talking to squid unknowingly and that she became tied up in all of like the bad background stuff and and dick grayson found out like okay i don't want them to get hurt and i want to protect them because i think they're going to be into something bad so then that's kind of how um which we see in kind of the next issue um that dick grayson and jason todd kind of know each other in, in, in a sense um, so that's oh. kind of starting the connection there. Um, and the story continues in, um, I think Detective Comics, they, it's between Batman and Detective Comics, this arc, it went back and forth. Okay. It's in Detective Comics 525. So did Dick like advocate for Jason? Was he like, hey, Bruce, here's my replacement? No, he he definitely gave his blessing and he thought that sure. he would be good. Yeah. So he wasn't, at least in this story, he wasn't negative about him have replacing him because I think at this point Dick Grayson's like I moved on so if you do want to (laughs) like if you do want to do this that's 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 fine (laughs) Batman's like Dick maybe you want to come back and Dick's like I've moved on man this guy's a heartbreaker (laughs) we should talk about he's cold a little bit we should do a Nightwing episode where we just talk (gasps) about like all the crazy stuff we should oh and then there's that dude that was gonna he's a Nightwing actor in the Nightwing series yes we should definitely have him on the show we gotta yes, that we gotta down. work that out. So that's yes. So hopefully that'll okay. be a future show. Yes, he is an awesome cosplayer, and we could do a whole cosplay episode because we haven't focused on cosplay. So oh yeah, but I was also talking. There's a web series. Oh, the web series too. That's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 lots of Nightwing. Tons. That would be a, also a good series if we it hey, was all back to back. Yeah, just yeah. all Nightwing for like three, three episodes. Three episodes. <laughs> Nightwing, Nightwing, Nightwing. <laughs> All I right. don't think I don't think the listeners would be too mad about that. No? Who doesn't love Nightwing? Let us know. I love Nightwing. Let us know. Hit us know. up if, on History of the Batman. <laughs> I know. If you don't think that's a good idea, tell me. But yeah. I think that's kind of rad. I mean, it sounds cool. But yes. Rad. rad. Right. <laughs> that's the word of the episode. I love it. It's rad. It's rad. <laughs> so, so, yes, that is how, well, at least in this comic, the uh, in, in this detective comics, uh, Dick Grayson goes and talks to John and Trina, who's Jason Todd's mom and dad, and says that Killer Croc and Squid are tied in, are trying to tie in with the circus, which is why he contacted Trina, because they're trying to, like, exhort money out of the circus and just... The circus doesn't have any money. Hey, hey, this is what, what? they're doing with the circus, okay? okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, who in this day and age even believes that there's money in the circus? <laughs> like... 
There's never any money in this. And so, <laughs> but he wants to, or he asked John and Trina to help him maybe uh, lure in Killer Croc sure. and them to to stop them, of course, and Tell to help Batman. Tell him you got the money, and I'll be right there. Right. <laughs> and so, of course, in the middle of all this, Batman and Killer Croc have another confrontation. They've had they have about like two major fights in this series. So this is the second wow. one, which and and which I think is cool because Killer- you know. Go ahead. No. Oh, Killer Croc, in the animated series, he was just a wrestler with, like, a skin disease. Is that how he is in this one, too? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's, like, a deformed person, which I think... I, I like that backstory. I mean, it's sometimes fine. It's, fine. it's hard, I think, to uh, try to make him say, like, no, I'm just... I'm just a huge lizard, and <laughs> I just, I just have these. I could be able to talk and that stuff. Sounds and good. No, but no, I think it's more, <laughs> it's more realistic in the fiction for him to have some type of a disease. Yeah, well, luckily that's it's a legit disease, I guess. <laughs> um. So the so we continue on with the arc, and we're in uh, Batman three fifty nine. And Batman, after he has this fight, he discovers where Killer Croc is, and he tries to overpower him. And they and that fight continues. And then Dick Grayson, he tells he's still talk he's still talking to John Trina, and he's like, "Okay, I want you." What's to- his name? Who? Oh, what'd you say? <laughs> you were like, what you said was he's talking to John and Trina, but it sounded like John Trina. And then I was like, <laughs> "What's his name?" And I was gonna be like, "John Trina." <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I didn't catch that. Like, I know. Okay, my, mind, like, my mind, my mind's no, miles fine. ahead here. Sorry, no, that's that's fine. So while <laughs> so good. Sorry, go ahead. So after um after he gets um John and Trita <laughs> nice, nice. to agree to help him out to track down Killer Croc. Um, Dick Grayson goes to Batman. He tells him his plan to help with the whole circus thing, and Batman is mad at him because he's like, "You're putting civilians in harm's way," and I'm, I, I don't oh, like. But not like me, Ben Affleck. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, last, last. Crack. Which I think is funny because we just talked about right. that, but that is a, a legit uh, concern. No, I mean, like, yeah, he's, a, he's he's legitimately beef. Right. He has a legitimate beef at that point. <laughs> Um, which it's funny because he he's right on the nose because um, when John and Trina, <laughs> I'm gonna say Trina and John. Yeah, do it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put the sound clip right in. <laughs> you can't stop it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, when they are almost like bait in a sense at the Gotham City Zoo. Right. Killer Croc actually finds them and it does not end well for them. And this um, ends kind of the first appearance you see with Killer Croc. He's only in those few comics. You don't really see him, like I said, much in comics anymore. But he is the reason that um, Jason, Jason Todd's parents are murdered. They're killed by Killer Croc. Oh, in like this... Night- Nightwing couldn't save them. No. Oof. Right. So that's... <laughs> oh, so... wait, but this is the reboot. This is the first origin. Yeah, okay, the reboot okay, okay, is okay. totally different. Okay, okay, I got you. It's not. This is different. Wow, way to fail, <laughs> Nightwing. Man, where was Batman? He wasn't there. He just didn't, couldn't make it. <laughs> didn't do it. He Knew about it, but didn't do it. Didn't do it. All right, it's... fair enough. It's too late. <laughs> Man, that's hard. 
So of course. But you know what? Nightwing like had no no guilt. <laughs> right. Like he goes off and he's just like, guess that didn't work out. I could go back to the Titans now. <laughs> Starfire. <laughs> Starfire heals all. Never should have left, Dick. Anyway, okay. So, so that's how. Does Jason Todd ever mention this to him? Is Jason Todd ever like, thanks no. for failing no. my parents, Dick? I mean, Grayson. Dick Grayson. And in this issue that we're talking about, Detective Comics 526, which is the continuation, um, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, I mean, Dick Grayson does realize, okay. They died, and he has to be the one to tell Jason. Uh, and <laughs> but he's like, Killer Croc did it. Why? How did that happen? <laughs> it's Killer Croc. Just did it. So yes, he he um, discovers that they died, and he mm. invites Jason over to Wayne Manor to loosen the blow a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, where are my mom and dad? They haven't been back for like two days. Come to the manor. We'll have cookies. It'll be cool. We'll talk about it. <laughs> like oh it'll be fine we'll, it'll be fine we'll come to out. wayne manor right and- alfred the milk and cookies <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. so bad <laughs> i have issues with this, with this plot line but it's okay so anyway so jason comes to wayne manor and of course he discovers the bat cave because who for some reason doesn't discover the bat cave right somehow well, but wait i thought he was introduced stealing the wheels off the bat car this is post Christ. That's a post Christ. Oh, origin. oh, that's the this, okay, right? Okay, so okay. like the origin we're on right now is that he's part of a circus family. Right, 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 right. So he came to the manor and he found the back. Yes, cave. he found the back cave, and then he How? found. Did he find the grandfather clock? We don't know. <laughs> no, I think he didn't discover it. It was probably like Dick was like, "Hey, let me show you something." Because I think what? He, because the first time they he's met, like, sorry, your parents died. Let me show you the back cave. <laughs> the first time they met, I think um, Jason kind of knew about the whole like Dick Grayson as oh, Robin and things okay. like that. So it wasn't okay. like a surprise about what's happening. Gotcha. But when he went, so when he went to the back cave, he discovered. Um, Dick Grayson's like old flying Grayson costumes because, uh, yeah. of course, Bruce has like boxes of this somewhere sure. in the Batcave. It's fine. You know, Bruce is a little bit of a hoarder. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He's so. just got millions of dollars to like <laughs> store it. <laughs> and yet he still keeps it in like dusty boxes and stuff. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They don't care about the condition. It's just that they know it's there. <laughs> That they, you know. So he finds one of his, one of Dick Grayson's old flying Grayson costumes and yes. tries it on. And of course, that's the first time we kind of see him in the red and yellow uh, and green colors. Of course, not the official costume, but he's like, hey, this is pretty cool. And it fits. Anyway, so with the rest of this story has Batman and Dick Grayson as kind of in the in the Robin still character and Batgirl. They go off to defeat Killer Croc because he kills his parents and everything like that. And of course, that's the last time we kind of see Killer Croc. But Wait, so they, I mean, in this storyline, they kill him or they well, just they don't kill him. him. They defeat him. You know, they never kill any of the villains. Right. They never. Right. They just kind of go away. He's arrested. Well, some, sometimes the they <laughs> defeat them in very graphic ways that are right. like, oh, I smashed his head in with a boulder. <laughs> okay. Well, he's defeated. Then he comes back like I made it. Or like whatever. <laughs> So, right. But they so, just beat him up. Right. He's okay. he's gone, I suppose. And then at the end of at the end of this story, Bruce officially adopts Jason. 
as sure. because he doesn't have family yeah. anymore. Okay. And of course, we can always see that that'll soon lead, or that's the first steps of him becoming Robin. Foreshadowing. But, but yes, so that's that's the first arc that we see Jason Todd. And what, and what year was that? 1983. Okay. So, so yeah, so this is in our in our timeline, okay. and um, and so. Then we have other stories like within like Batman 366 and a few comics, 366, 367, and one story where Batman has to go to like Guatemala to fight the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's It's a fun The Joker was just like, F Gotham City. I'm going to Guatemala. (laughs) Like, he'll never show up there. Take this on a global scale. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, But of course, some. Somehow, I'm sure with the help of Alfred, um, Jason follows Batman there and he's wearing a Robin type costume and he wants to help him. And of course, Bruce is kind of reluctant, like, I don't need your help. You don't need to be here. It's fine. Um, And then we go on to, yeah, Batman 367. And Wait, what the, happens? Does he help him in Guatemala? Yeah, no, he does. It's just for these stories, like this one, yeah. he's eager to help him. He has him help him. And then in 367, there's another, they're back in Gotham, and there's okay. another story. <laughs> and <laughs> wrote the Guatemalan thing. I can see the editor being like, never again. <laughs> like, let's move on. We're not in Guatemala yeah. anymore. <laughs> We're back in Gotham, okay? All right, no more Guatemala. <laughs> And this one, Batman 367, which is... I don't know about you, but it's just like anytime I see Batman outside of Gotham... It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it doesn't really feel like Batman. I mean, I get like, you know, he goes to Transylvania and he goes to like different places, but it just always kind of feels weird. Yeah. So after that issue, um, even though he was reluctant for him to help, he did. He starts training him right in the next issue, like 367, which is... Um, which came out early 1984, or like in January 1984. So, um, and yeah, he's like a Robin in training, and he helps him in his own thing and like fighting crime and stuff. But yeah, this is like um, then the next comic that we see him in. Um, actually, this is um, I guess in this time we're in like New Teen Titans, and we're kind of we're looking at a Dick Grayson, and he like officially gives up the Robin mantle. He kind of officially goes away because before, even though he was Nightwing and stuff, there wasn't like an official book where it's like, okay, he's not Robin anymore because of course when they first... Would he still come back and like be Robin occasionally? Yeah, like in the the Uh... Jason Todd story we talked about, He's mm-hmm. technically still Robin helping Batman gotcha. sometimes, but he's more absent than not. Mm-hmm. So in um, New Teen Titans 39, which was in 1984, like February 1984, he officially resigns as Robin. Gotcha. And it's not a coincidence that right now he officially resigns as Robin because in the next issue in Batman 368... Boom, Jason Todd. <laughs> <Ba-bam>. is- <laughs> well, how, how did Bruce take his resigning? I I mean he he t- I mean they've they've had a pretty heavy father son relationship right and so this is essentially him being like I'm out of here dad yeah and it's and 
and I think this happens more early 90s where they have kind of a weird, uh, harder relationship. Like, it's not like uh, they're not too happy with each other. But I think. Well, I mean, Ruth I'm, kind I'm sure of Batman feels betrayed. It. Yeah, but I mean, he, he kind of just accepts it. But before, they've had a there lot of. There you go of... again. Dick heartbreaking left and right. <laughs> Sorry. But, but in with, within that same month that that new Teen Titans issue came out in Batman 368, um, Dick Grayson, he officially gives the his Robin costume to Jason Todd and says, uh. "I think that you would be a great next Robin." And I, it's like he's officially like giving his blessing for him That's to cool. be the next Robin. So, okay. so it wasn't like Jason fought for it or there was like backlash with him being, <laughs> you know, Robin right. or anything. It was all like, "Nope, this is great. This is fine." And so, yeah, the first time you actually see. Jason Todd in the Robin suit officially you are Robin that is it like you're not Robin in training anymore it was Batman 368 if you do do want to read that if you want to see that I'm all I'm looking for the copy right now (laughs) here at Meltdown 7522 sunset so that is Jason Todd's origin story and the first time he is Robin but then of course this is 1984 so 1985 we're looking at Crisis on Infinite Earths which is a Marv Wolfman George Perez book and that literally reboots the entire DC universe. The first reboot we ever see. And this is the one that it was foreshadowed in Batman vs Superman with yeah. the boom tube. With the, yes, okay. yes. It's from that story. And so, of course, a lot some characters just disappeared out of the canon. So what 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 essentially happened? It was a This isn't Flashpoint. No. No, this is not. So Flash what happened point. here? What I mean, as succinctly as you can, what what is the crisis on Infinite Earth? It is hard to to explain. Uh, uh, was it just like multiple realities converging? In a sense, yeah. And okay. a, and the whole DC universe was involved in all the characters, and it just it almost um, connected. Where at the end, it was just one single universe. It was a whole bunch of different. It was a whole bunch of different universes. Like the DC multiverse became one universe and is this because there were basically a whole bunch of different comic book lines with different storylines and they were like we need to yeah reduce that pretty much yeah and so and that was um, not an excuse but it was dc's reasoning where they could take out certain storylines or characters and kind of reshape it and put it in this new modern era they could rewrite everything how exactly how they wanted and so that's why some characters either don't exist anymore or everyone's origin had to be retold Hmm. and so they kept jason todd but we got rid of the carbon copy backstory to Dick Grayson. We got rid of the whole acrobatic family. Gotcha. Killer Croc killing them. That <laughs> we have a whole new story. And uh, that started in uh, Batman 408, which um, was in 1987. Gotcha. And um, that's a Max Al- Allen Collins story. And this is the one... That you know, um, but right. um, but what happens is, and, and this is, and so this is how different the relationship between Batman and Dick Grayson was just a few years before in the pre-crisis to now. Um, in this story, uh, Batman doesn't want uh, Dick Grayson to be Robin anymore because after um, a fight with the Joker, he gets really hurt. Dick Grayson does, uh. and Batman is scared that he'll get really hurt again because he quote-unquote almost died and so he's being protective and how then, did he get hurt we don't know 
No, he was fighting with him on a roof and like he his fell. arm got messed up. And it was just a quote unquote close call, as they say. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't want him to be Robin anymore. He thinks that's bad. And so he's like, oh, screw you. And he's all upset and everything. And so that automatically breaks like that uh, tie. And that shows Dick Grayson. He's like, okay, I'm not going to be in Gotham anymore. I'm going to go to New York. And that's where the new Teen Titans were. Yeah. So he started to do his own thing with Teen Titans then. Get it going so, on. Yeah. So, um, so of course, in this story, Batman is uh, is visiting Crime Alley, where, of course, his parents were murdered. He always visits At Crime Alley. At 1047. On June 26th. <laughs> exactly. So I hear. Yeah. Who says I don't learn stuff? <laughs> and then that's where Batman catches a young orphaned boy, and his name is Jason uh, Todd, and he's stealing the wheels off of Batman's Batmobile. Which is impossible, right? I mean, it's supposed to be like a super <laughs> impregnable car, right? Right. Of Got course. It. But So no. you know he's cool. <laughs> So, instead of taking uh, Jason Todd to the police, he decides to take him to, like, (laughs) it's like, okay, sure. You got moxie, kid. I like it. (laughs) Originally, he takes him to, like, a school for boys where they can look after him. But then it's run by Ma Gunn, who is, like... I don't have no idea who that is. Really? Ma Gunn. Ma Gunn. And she's, like, kind of like this... Elderly grandma looking person, but then she's a bad guy. Well, there's Leslie, right? Leslie in the yeah, Leslie Tompkins. Yeah, she based on Ma Gun. No, no, Ma Gun is a bad guy. She's bad grandma that like uses like the boys in the school for boys to like help her do bad stuff. Oh, and so Jason Todd he doesn't. So Jason discovers this. Okay, while he's there. He discovers this, and that and that continues in Batman 409. And we learn more about uh, Jason Todd's family. So his mom, who is not Trina in the story, her name's Catherine, um, she actually passed away because she was a drug addict and she died of an overdose. Dope. So it's already more dark. <laughs> yeah, that's I think pretty... post-crisis stories Where's are much dad? darker. Where's his gone? His, <laughs> his dad is like an alcoholic, but yeah. he's just Dead not... Beat. Yeah, Pretty much, but um, but he doesn't know if he's dead or not. But he, they're told that he was supposed to be killed by Two Face, but we're not sure. But that's the, the storyline. Yeah. Why? That's just that okay. was in the okay. file that Batman <laughs> finds. It was like Two Face, and it's like, oh, okay. So he's an orphan. He doesn't. He's on the streets and doesn't have anybody. But that's when um, Jason like tells him like hey this stuff is happening i mean of course jason he tries to be all hard like oh i don't have to listen to you batman and you know he's kind of a rebellious youth he kind of has an attitude it's very different because the jason that you meet in the stories we talked about before uh the one where killer croc and he's an acrobat and everything his personality is very similar to dick grayson's and kind of he's kind of like a kind of nice humble guy and things like that but now you know he's been an orphan on the streets he's still in tires off batmobiles and he's just more has a rebellious personality is more kind of like 
the diamond in the rough type of thing. Gotcha. But um, they, of course, work together to stop Ma Gunn and her All corrupt right. school for boys. Yeah. And then Batman knows that, okay, he can come with me and, and be my psychic. We can work together. I'll take him in so he's not orphan anymore. And then that's how him as Robin starts in this con- in this post-crisis continuity. So that's right. his origin story there. All right. I'm down. So, this is, what, 1987? So, for the next, like, year, year and a half, um, Jason as Robin is fighting with Batman in various stories. But the fan reaction and even some of the creators' reaction just within DC Comics, it's not as positive as it was when Dick Grayson was Robin. They don't like that he's kind of mean and rude and has an attitude. And he kind of, yeah, and he kind of gives Batman a hard time. And they just didn't like the character. A lot of people did not like this version of Robin. They were like, he's a punk. He's a a punk kid. Yeah, uh, they just... A brat. They just were not, yeah, they mm. they just did not like it, and I think this is seen when we get to the main or the main story, kind of going into the last uh, comics that we see Jason Todd as Robin, and that's in Jim Apparel's A Death in the Family, mm-hmm. which started in um, yeah, it was in 1988, and there are four parts, and this story has to deal a lot with Jason Todd because he discovers that his mom might be alive. Oh. And so part of the story is Jason Todd going and trying to find his mom. Sure. And of course... Catherine. Catherine, yes. (laughs) And, um, And so we start with that first issue. It's in Batman 426. So it's 426 to 429. So it's that arc. And it's, yeah, it's December 1988. And... Already in the beginning of the story when Batman and Robin are trying to break up this, like, child pornography ring. What? Yeah. And, but, wow. but, but Robin kind of goes in and Undercover. starts, and starts, like, attacking everyone oh, okay, when Batman's yeah. like, no, I didn't tell you to go in yet because it's dangerous. And so Batman starts reflecting on the reckless behavior mm-hmm. that Jason Todd has and how he's going to get himself killed. You know, I don't know if he's really up to being Robin and and he's just kind of yeah I mean he's actually concerned which I think kind of calls to what people didn't like about him the readers and the editor and the creators of the comics already they didn't like this uh just how Jason Todd was he thought he was too moody and things like that and so of course when um Bruce is talking to Alfred about this. Jason overhears his concerns and he becomes upset. Well, right, right, justifiably so, especially since in Dark Knight Returns, Carrie Kelly coasts in no problem. Right. <laughs> like, no questions asked. Right. Oh, you're Robin. Done. Oh, speaking of that, I guess we can mention it. Uh, we talked about it in the, in the last episode. But in the alternate future of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, in the future, Jason Todd is dead within that reality. And it's because. Yes, in Dark Knight Returns. Right, yeah. yeah, in Dark Knight Returns. And of course, that came out in 1986. So uh, once we talk, right. when we're talking okay. about the story arc where Jason Todd dies, a lot of people thought, oh, maybe they thought about it but didn't know. And, right. But we don't know. There is no concrete fact <laughs> that says, yes, they made him dead dead in this alternate future because we're trying to see if people are okay with them being dead. There is no actual right. like, yes, this is so. 
but people have said that. I mean, that's a valid theory because, you know, obviously if it came out in 1986, Mm -hmm. it was floating around in the in the office like 1985. Right, exactly. So, uh, so maybe yeah. they're like, hmm, I wonder. The how seed people... has been planted. Exactly. Interesting. <laughs> anyway. So, even though. I could just see the late night. What, what, what if we did kill him? What, do, <laughs> what do you think they'd, what do you think they'd, ki- what do you think anybody would care? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's Robin. We can't, we can't just drop it. Let's just see. Let's just play with the idea. I can see that. Late night. Late night right? meeting. And who knows? There could be a lot of different stories like that where they kind of play around with an idea, trying to see how the readers will react. Sure. And then if they like it, let's make this legit and do a whole thing. Right. That's totally possible. Well, I'm I thought sure. it was very interesting. I mean, I, I know we'll get there eventually, but they left this up to the fans. Right. Or said they did. Or said they did. Do you think it was a rigged election? I don't know. But we will talk about it in a okay, second. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just try to set up the story. Set it. Yes. Set it. Where so, are we? Well... <laughs> So while Jason Todd goes off for a little bit because he's angry and he leaves the manor, uh, Batman is on a lead, of course, tracking down Joker. Because when is he not tracking down Joker? But sometimes, (laughs) sometimes maybe when he was well, you know, he went to Guatemala for Joker. (laughs) That's insane. I I don't even know. Like I want to I want to be in the room when the guy was like, "Okay, check it out." The Joker he goes to Guatemala, (laughs) and everyone's just like, "Yeah." Yeah. I could see that. I could see it. Even in Nolan, he didn't go to Guatemala. <laughs> I like, know. I mean, he still was, you got the impression that he was crazy and did. A, well, let's see. Let's see. The question is like, where does the Joker get all of his resources? <laughs> right. I mean, does he just steal them? Probably. I, I guess. Kill people for it. Sure. Uh, he like, doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, because um, he finds out that Joker is trying to get these like military missiles and things sure. like that and for his own device. And so he has to track him down. And eventually he discovers that he's going to Lebanon for them. Lebanon. So of Batman's course. like, well, I got to go to Lebanon. So while Batman is on that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Jason- almost as good as Days of Our Lives. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason discovers that his his mom might be alive. And so he's going through these files and everything in the back computer while Batman's gone because he's not there to check on Oh, him. so he can he knows how to run the Yes, he knows how to run the back and computer. And he can Batman doesn't password his stuff. <laughs> cool. I mean if he does, I'm sure they know. I would figure that if it would probably be Batman. Of course, Alfred knows. You never really see Alfred on the back computer, but I'm sure he's gone there a few he's, times. He's been there a couple he's times. He's been there a couple where times. Where he's like running yeah. Oracle level. Right, and he gone. has to talk to yeah, him. So like, I'm sure Alfred knows. And I'll drop I you off on the second floor. <laughs> that kind of thing. And so I'm sure like Dick Grayson has before. Yeah. And I would figure those characters, they would know how to run the back computer. Okay, fair enough. So, but anyone else, no. I like no. just know like no right. one no one could hack in right and I'm sure that's happened before where someone has hacked in the back computer somehow oh, because I'm sure. I'm sure there's ridiculous storylines out there it's like oh yeah oh yeah he, he, he hacked in and it's like we're good to go um so <laughs> so anyway so once Jason gets a lead to where his mom could possibly be he discovers that it's in like the same area where Bruce is going. Which in course, Lebanon. Yeah, Lebanon. And it's like, okay. Your mom's in Lebanon. <laughs> Could be. 
could right. be. And so the next issue, 427, it talks about both of them going and tracking down not only Joker's contacts, but Jason trying to find his mom. And then, of course, they both bump into each other, and Batman's like, what are you doing here? And he tells him <laughs> that he's trying to look for his mom. How did you get here? <laughs> and so he's Minor. like, okay, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it's it's some connection, I would assume. If he could get to Lebanon, it's like... I know, when I was 12, they were just <laughs> letting me into Lebanon unaccompanied. That was, that was. I was like, here's my password. (laughs) So Batman agrees, okay, I will help you um, find your mom. Good. Since they're both there, it's like, why not? Why not? And so Jason learns that they do find his mom and they find out her name. And it wasn't Catherine. Her name is Sheila. It's like Sheila Haywood. And she's like a doctor. And it's like she has this whole other background. So I guess his mom that was supposed to have died from drugs, that didn't happen. So he discovered that she was alive and that she kept this like, yeah. Where was she during all this time? She She... just didn't want to come back more? (laughs) I don't know. She just, she was just out there and being a doctor and so he was like no i have to find my mom because like he part heard... of doctors without borders or something something like that but and this so... is insane what <laughs> so he was living on the streets as an orphan and she was off in lebanon or wherever doing whatever and and never checked in on him never no wondering where he was or how he was or right anything. i think you kind of learned that it wasn't um catherine that was his real mom i think it was like oh, he discovers oh, that oh. like so biologically she's sheila is his real mother right. but she gave him up for adoption to catherine question yeah mark? and was with uh What's her? What's the father's name? It was his father, Some Willie. Dude. Yeah, I think his name was Willie. And then, <laughs> and so he thought Catherine and Willie were his biological right, parents. Right, but then he discovers going through oh, like the records. Right, so that's like okay, I'm gonna find my my mom and who was alive, and uh, I can meet her, and okay. she just happens to be a Lebanon. But what you discover is that um, Joker has already like contacted his mom and is like blackmailing her to help him with like his. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so that's why you know that she's in Lebanon too, because of course you're wondering, like, why is she there right. too? No, that makes but sense. she was no, already. Doctors without borders makes sense. Yeah, and so he's like blackmailing her for like medical supplies and all this stuff. And of what course, what doesn't make sense is if she's a doctor, she mm-hmm. must be able to support a child. So like, why'd she give him right. up? Right. I so. guess she gave him up because. It was before she was a doctor or something. Yeah. Med school. But yeah, it's, it's something baby, like that. <laughs> Which could totally be the case. Sure. So eventually um, they find, they actually do find Sheila and and Jason finds her and they discover that, oh, I'm your son and you're like, you're my mom. And they have like a really quick embrace and then Batman has to go and he's trying to track Joker. He's like, okay, well, you spend time with your mom and I'll go track Joker. But then, of course, Joker like finds them and they have them in this like warehouse because she's supposed to meet him at this warehouse that has all the medical supplies. And lo and behold, there's Joker and he's there. Hey. Yay. And so, <laughs> and so, of course, when he sees that... Um, that Joker is there, and he take and he has uh, Sheila with him, and takes him to this warehouse where all the medical supplies are. He almost has her hostage. Like Jason, he's like kind of following and is there at the same time with them in the warehouse. And then Joker, he has all of this laughing gas and these bombs and everything. And then Joker and Jason start to fight, and then of course Joker gets the better 
hand and of course to hurt Batman because it's like oh you're Robin you're Batman's person and whenever Joker can find a time to really hurt Batman so he starts and these are like really now iconic panels Joker starts beating Jason with a crowbar like just to a bloody pulp while Sheila's there like tied up she can't do anything because she's hostage in the warehouse too and then the issue ends with Batman realizing, okay, Robin's in trouble, and he's going on in his thing. But then right when he gets there, the warehouse explodes. That's the last thing you see. Yeah. Now we are here (laughs) to what what you were talking about earlier. Um, Of course, as we talked about, Jason Todd was not a popular character. Right. Right. And so DC... They didn't know if they should kill him, if they should have Joker in the in the explosion of the warehouse. Should Jason have survived, or did they, did Jason die? And so, in an ad at like the back of the comic, there at the, was at the back of the comic with the exploding panel. Yeah, okay. there was like an ad saying that Joe. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. It's like actually have the ad like a picture of it on my phone because oh, no I way. for this because I wanted to like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's like Robin will die because the Joker wants revenge, but you can prevent with a telephone call. <laughs> and it's one eight hundred. So you're given. I can show you. So here, like you can. Lar- Let me check. But it. like. Oh. Wow, this is this looks legit. Yeah, so it's like Batman is is holding Robin, who's mm-hmm. in pain or clearly hurt. Right. And he's Robin is reaching out towards you, the reader, <laughs> like help me, help me. And so you were given two nine hundred numbers. One was you are saving Robin, and one is that no, he dies. And so they had people call in within a certain period of time. Yeah, they give you they give you the time period yeah. that you're allowed to call. Right, that it's effective, and then however the votes tallied, or that's how it was supposed to be. That's the design. That's the decision. Now this was a big deal because this had never happened before in comics. It's, there it, was it hasn't never happened since. Has no, it? no. Well, I guess they have viewer polls. Or yeah, but nothing like this. Not especially like we discussed at the beginning of the episode, a major character. He's right. Robin. Right. It's not a side character or just appeared in this comic and it's just going to be in this comic. It's not a one-shot character. I mean, this is Robin. So it's a big deal that DC put whether right. or not he lives or dies in the hands of fans. We're absolving ourselves. Go right. ahead. <laughs> it's like, nope, if whatever is decided, you guys did it. Mm-hmm. So... So the tally came in, and it was like a really small margin. I have the number here in my notes, but it was like, like between like thirty votes difference or something ridiculous. Which uh, begs mm-hmm. the question, and I, I mean, we can talk about it after you find the numbers, of course. But yes. like, was it rigged? Do you think? Did they actually write to? All, two endings where they were like, let's write one where they make it and one where they yes, don't. Yes, and I actually have um, a cool story about that, which is about um, my trip to the DC headquarters a few oh, weeks ago. Hell yeah! Um, so before I guess we say, even though we know the result, but you were yeah. right, they did make 
I mean, they had the panels, which we've seen in the comic where he died, but they also had the backup of if he lived. And they actually had the unused panels, original panels there. And we got to see it. I was like, what? Crazy. So, What was the story? So Batman, just like he does in the beginning of part three, he's looking for Robin and Sheila in the rubble from the explosion mm-hmm. and then Batman finds Robin's body and he, he's smiling in the thing holding his body and he says he's alive <laughs> and he's happy alright <laughs> oh, like Robin's happy <laughs> it's like yay and so he says he's alive and then they show the panels where Robin, of course, he's in, like, intensive care in the right. hospital. Oh, in the hospital. But what's interesting is that in these panels, Bruce is, Bruce as Bruce, you know, he's not as Batman, and he's there in the hospital, and then Dick Grayson comes, because he's like, I heard about Jason, I want to make sure you're okay. He's like, <laughs> sure. do you need me to help you with getting the Joker and everything? And then Bruce says, you know, no, I'm going to do this on my own, just like it has to be. Yeah. So it seems like even if Jason lived, Mm-hmm. They weren't gonna make him Robin anymore. From oh, what they were I gonna, read, like, gently retire. Right, him. gently say I don't want. Like he would have recovered and been like, I can't do my flips like I used to. <laughs> or Batman would have been so just like it was with um, when we talked about in Jason Todd's um, post crisis origin, where Dick Grayson got really hurt, really bad by the Joker. Batman's like, I can't have you as Robin right, anymore right, right. because it's I don't. Too wa- dangerous. Yeah, so it's kind of that same thing. So I think they weren't going to have Jason Todd as, as Robin, regardless of the vote. I think they were just going to say, you're just not Robin anymore because it's we're, too dangerous. And, yeah. yeah. So I think either way, he probably wouldn't be Robin. Now, what would have happened if he was still living and kind of that storyline? I don't know what they would have done with that. I don't know. Would he still be living with Bruce? Would he? Uh, yes. I don't, I, he, he probably would have become Oracle. He would have been like, <laughs> he would have been the, the wheelchair bound Oracle. <laughs> he might have had that. He could run the back persona. computer. He's the only one. He knows how to run the back right. computer. Too, so it's like, yeah, okay. So the number was, uh, so the final vote was um, there was um, five thousand three hundred and forty-three votes in favor of killing him. Five thousand three hundred and forty-three. Okay. And then there was five thousand two hundred and seventy-one of saving him. Now that's a little Oof. more than, but it's still a pretty slim margin pretty if you slim. think about so it. So let's see. So Two, what? 271, 343 minus 271. Math. Anybody? Math? <laughs> math problems? Hold on. <laughs> you got to get your calculator out. IPhone will, iPhone will save us. <laughs> let's see. Okay, what was it? It's 343 minus 271. 271. <laughs> so 72. 72. 72 votes. It's pretty okay. close. That is pretty close. Pretty close. But yes, there is a story, and even um, Benjamin, who was the librarian in the archives, yes. when he was telling us about these panels, in the, in the DC he was saying that there was someone, I think, and I don't even know if this is like he knows it or that's just the story, the that called in countless times to kill him, oh. and it was one guy, and so one person, maybe that one person called like 71 times or whatever. Because there's, there's no way to... There was no way to guard against it. Right, Like exactly. in, in today's viewer polls, they kind of check your IP address, and if it's multiple from the same, they, they ignore it. Right. Interesting. So that is what— Did you have to pay to call, or was it toll-free? 
Um, let's look at the banner because I know it has like I bet you the had cost. to pay. It was probably that you had to pay. It's though. probably like twenty five cents per call. Or yeah, something like it's that. probably something like that. I don't think it was toll free. Yeah, I don't think it was toll free. I think you had to pay every time. Man, that guy was a serious. <laughs> he was serious then, right? He was like, I got I got twenty bucks that says if I can if I can get rid of Jason Todd, <laughs> money well spent. <laughs> He's like. I did what I had to do. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> his, his mom is like, you spent all summer earning that for your from your newspaper route. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making a difference. I'm making a difference. I'm doing it, mom. But that's crazy. Whether or not that is true, right. or not, the fact is that a major character died because mm. of this call, this fan vote, which literally changed the lives of everyone within the Batman. Mythology True. because it's yeah. just the Batman family that was a big deal and especially so wait what yes. what year was this call in 1987 like the end of 1988 like December so I 1988 wonder, I wonder if somebody if somebody read Dark Knight Returns and they were like this is the best ever I love this I love everything about it <laughs> and then and they were just like hey should we kill Jason Todd and the guy was like. Yes. yes this is what we should do and and like people have thought like maybe that's the reason why they're like oh we want to feel it out or right. even even those like oh people had a good response to jason not right, being right. alive so dark Knight returns is one of the best-selling comics of all time exactly so let's do it again like right. so Interesting. yes so we go to um Part three, which is when you find out whether or not Jason Todd lives. So, of course, Batman. And in the beginning of this issue, he's looking through the rubble. And then he literally has a flashback of when he found Jason taking his tires and then their adventures together and kind of (laughs) thinking about him almost like, you know, just going through his time with him. Right. Because he feels bad. He's like, oh, my God, I I let this happen already. He doesn't even know if he's dead or alive or not. But he's like, you know, I let this happen. Well, this goes into your theory of like they're either way they're going to. Right, either way, it just just wasn't good. So, yes, this is Batman 428, part three. And then he finds Sheila, the mom, and she ultimately dies. Like, he finds her. She's, like, her last breath. And, but she... Where's Jason? She, <laughs> but she dies. And then, of course, he finds Robin. I mean, yeah, he finds Robin, Jason Todd, and he is dead. Mm. And, of course, it's, like, that iconic panel with him holding him in his arms. And Oh, I thought that was the cover. Um, that's the cover to the tray paperback, oh, which okay. is awesome. Yeah, no, it's a but, beautiful yeah, but piece. But in that panel, is that it's Jim like Lee? Have, Who's that? Uh, Jim Apparel did yeah, that. Yeah, man. which is nailed it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, crushed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that the art in this whole series is beautiful. Considering, yeah. I mean, I know people like the current stuff today, but like some of like, especially Jim Apparel's work, who was huge in the eighties and the early nineties, is just fantastic. Gotcha. Um, and so. Once uh, Bruce has to talk about, like, to to the police about the explosion and everything, he's kind of like Bruce Wayne right now. He's of course, has to try to track down Joker, uh, but not before they have, like, a very small funeral for mm. Jason, which a lot of people aren't at the funeral. You see Alfred. You see uh, Commissioner Gordon, and it's interesting because— Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> How did he—oh, did he know that Jason Todd— I mean, he knew Jason Todd. Did he know that—I mean, he was— 
Robin. No, but no. he was there. But um, they. But at this time, which is interesting, because by the time this book comes out, it's the part three, which is like early uh, nineteen ninety-nine. Mm. They have Barbara in a wheelchair. This is on the heels right after Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Uh. So, so what? By the time we get to this point, not only has Jason died by the hands of the Joker, but Barbara has been shot by Joker in the Killing Joke. And they've one accepted shot. it into canon, right? Yeah, interesting. So that's one of the first times you actually see Barbara in a wheelchair, right? So, and even though it's like in that one panel, it's really small. But she's there, and then it's, and those are the only people at the funeral. And so after that, of course, Batman is on the hunt for Joker, and it all ends. And it's funny because at the end of this issue, um, Batman tracks down Joker, and he is supposed to be going to the UN. <laughs> Batman <laughs> um, or the Joker, Joker? Okay. Because he becomes a new ambassador. What? <laughs> How does he become an ambassador? <laughs> because whatever ties he had with like the people who had the military missiles and things like that, he became an ambassador. They were just like, like hey, for, psychotic As part clown. of Lebanon. Yeah. And I guess, he, I think he threatened them. But for, that would never fly. Okay. Right. But okay, anyway, sure, but sure. the point, they the, the reason why they did this is because of course Batman at this point is so mad and like just driven with madness by the Joker he like the next time he sees him he I mean he won't kill but he's right. that mad but at the end of the issue you actually see Superman mm-hmm. who comes and he tells him you can't hurt him and he's like why not he's like because he has diplomatic immunity so- <laughs> I mean but when has that ever stopped Batman before right and so Superman is telling him so the police can't stop him for being this new ambassador and doing all this and you can't stop him even though Batman knows okay if he's going to go to the UN right he's going to do something oh, bad absolutely. because he's the joker and why would he want to be the ambassador yeah, if PS, he was like you can lose your diplomatic immunity by the way <laughs> you know from oh say being a convicted criminal like that will lose your UN Im- immunity but anyway right so we're diplomatic on diplomatic immunity <laughs> And so, of course, Superman, not dressed as Superman, he's going to be like Clark Kent, I suppose. He's hey. going to go to this because um, Joker is giving a speech to yeah. at the UN. And so, of course, Batman realized, okay, I can't do anything. And so he's there as as Bruce Wayne. He's not there <laughs> as Batman. So no one is Batman. No one's Superman Everyone's here. Everyone's just chilling right. in their civilian outfits. In their civilian outfits. And so they both go to this assembly and... Um, you know, dr- Joker is all dressed up and is all happy. Is he and... still dressed like a clown? No. I mean, he's still got white face and green hair. Yeah. yeah. But, and But, you know, he's all happy and everything. And then Batman is kind of staring at him. And they have, like, this really cool panel where it's, like, Bruce and Joker and Bruce and Joker. And then Batman's talking about how he just feels like there's some type of finality within like his relationship with him. He just, cause I think he feels like, okay, not only now has he heard Barbara, sure. but now Jason's dead and he's like right there. He's like, I don't care anymore. I feel like this is it. Like this is how it ends. Like yeah. he has to die. I mean, he's I kind of at that, that point. Yeah. Cause and you I, know, plus Joker's probably going to gas the UN or something. Right. And so he already knows that, okay, he's going to do something bad. And of course that, that is what happens, and he starts. He puts gas 
out. But then ah, I called it right. But then DC Superman, Rider. as Clark Kent, he comes and he inhales the gas, uh, and that's how you learn. Okay, that's Superman right there because who's inhaling the gas? And of course, Jerk was like, "What? I don't understand." And so wait, the, so Clark Kent did it? Well, as I mean, because he's not Superman. He's not dressed as Superman. He's in his civilian. Right, guy. but he inhaled all the gas. Right, and so and people saw it. Well. Maybe he wasn't Clark Kent. Maybe he just oh, was dressed okay. in. You know, he didn't look like Clark Kent, or maybe they didn't re- recognize him as Clark Kent. They were but just he like, was he's some man, right? And All then right. of course it's like, but then it was like, oh, okay, you must be Superman gotcha. then. Yeah. So sure, he didn't have a badge. Or right, anything. right. He wasn't in the. It say Daily Planet reporter Clark <laughs> oh, okay. Kent on well, it, or eh, maybe, but maybe he took it off and <laughs> was like, no, I can't. So of course he saved all the people in there, and then. Joker like goes and has henchmen there who open fire with machine guns and everything and then Batman chases down Joker and they have a fighting squabble but of course Joker gets away as usual. Usual. Yes. And so that's how that arc ends. So the arc ends and Jason Todd is dead mm. and heavy. Yeah, and it's still an important arc not just because he died but like I said the telephone call in that in the part two, that's still a huge part of American comic history because n- no one's ever done that within Yeah, no one's done it before. since, right? And no one's done it since because I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't well, think you don't really need to. Can... Like I said, if they were going to take a user poll these days, they would just do it on the internet. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Well, then it's like, yeah, you, you kind of did have to call in. Sure. <laughs> well, it was the only way. It was the only way. So, from that the end of that arc, which was early 1989, up until, like we talked about earlier, Hush, you didn't see Jason Todd. He didn't come back to life. There uh-huh. wasn't anything like uh-huh. that. He just remained dead, even through all the other Batman stories and arcs, even when Tim Drake, who became the next Robin, right. which happened like two years later, um, even when he came in and we had new everybody and so kind of the Batman family continued. And then it wasn't until Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee's Batman Hush that happened. And then at the end of Batman 617, which is um, a part of Batman Hush, we see that um, there's a resurrected Jason Todd. Now, even though in the story, which you're going to read it, but you learn that it isn't actually Jason Todd who he sees. But if you're going to read it, I don't want to, like, kill that for Okay, you. yeah, don't kill him. But... <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that's the first time you see him since. That's supposed to be right there since then. Mm. But then um, you learn. With, and then, of course, you find out um, that Jason Todd comes back in Judd Winnick's Under the Hood, which is what um, the animated film uh, Batman Under the Red Hood is based off of. And, of course, that and Death in the Family and those stories. Gotcha. Um, but that's when you learn or you discover that Jason Todd is alive and that... He is the Red Hood, and you learn about his resurrection in Batman Annual 25. Now, that's the one you would want to read because that's when Talia discovers him. Yeah. And that. So if you want it. to read that. Um, but, yeah, like I said, in Infinite Crisis, um, Superboy Prime, he um, starts punching, and he breaks a ripple into the universe, and it just creates this wave, and it brings <laughs> Jason back to life. And so right. he crawls no, out of the no grave. Though all the other dead people still dead, but this guy, but that guy, yeah. he's alive, and Fair so enough. 
He gets out of the tomb, and then Talia discovers him, takes him in, revives him in the Lazarus pit. Nice. Jason comes out, is really crazy, and then runs yeah. away. And then he adopts the identity of Red Hood, which is a kind of modern take on the Joker's Red Hood right. and the 1951 comic. That's his origin, which I think we talked about when... Um, when Drea was on, Andrea Littamendi, when I think I asked sure. her about it, yeah. I asked her, what is the link between Jason wanting to have this identity of his killer, right. of his murderer? Is there like some type of yeah. messed up psychology there? Who knows? Which there could be. There could be. But I just always thought that was interesting. It is interesting. And we should perhaps explore that more in depth on, <laughs> on another episode. For sure. Yeah. yeah, especially when we dive into a, a Red Hood episode. Oh, man. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be heavy. Yeah. Because Killing Joke and all the yeah. other whatever. But, yeah. So, and then even now, Red Hood is still a prominent character. He's even with, he still has Red Hood and the Outlaws, which is going to get a rebirth title, which comes out this month, I think, like the 27th or something. So, if you're a fan of Red Hood and want to jump into DC Rebirth with Red Hood, you should. I, I saw a few um, early uh, looks at the book and they actually do a um they do panels of jason todd when he stole the tires off the batmobile because <laughs> that's still part of his origin okay so yeah so i have a question yes what what do you feel i mean everything you've told me mm -hmm. jason todd as robin kind of didn't do much he just kind of bounced right. around and like helped batman occasionally right. Like, what do you feel was Jason Todd's biggest accomplishment as Robin? As Robin? I I almost think it may not have been maybe taking down a criminal or a certain person. I think it was keeping Batman as sane as he could. I don't think that even now it's hard to envision Batman just on his own sometimes. Like, even now... Uh, Robin, Damian Wayne, right now, he's still an important part of Batman's thing, even when Batman was Jim Gordon for a while, but now it's Bruce. But just even in the current comics, I think now everyone's so used to Batman just having a, the sidekick or someone there to kind of balance his really dark and brooding, almost pessimistic side. I do think you might need that. So I think him just being there as his ward, as Robin, and just on these, like, do, solving crimes and all in these adventures. Maybe if Jason wasn't there, maybe Batman would have resulted back to his darker roots and said, I'm going to kill this guy. Or maybe, hmm. I think it's more of that. I don't know if there's an exact, like, specific thing, like, he did this. But I think maybe it was just being for there for him, maybe not even just as Robin, maybe as Jason to Bruce Wayne, as more to Batman, Robin to Batman. Interesting. So maybe it's on that level. All right, Because it was sort, such a short time. I mean, if you think about it, he came out in 1983. Yeah. And then it's 19, it's the end of 1988, or beginning of 1989 that he dies. Yeah, I mean. It's only five years. And but, no major storylines happened where Jason, like, did something for a, a big thing, like a major. Yeah, this thing. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what I remember him for, and what apparently is is one of his biggest accomplishments, is stealing the tires off the Batmobile. Right. And like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, it. No, I totally get it, and I think that's more of the reason why people know him as Red Hood, because he's done a lot of Red Hood, and his his persona is. 
quote unquote just badass. Yeah. You know, it's kind gotcha. of he's yeah, he's kinda of like that and people like that. Just like people really like Damien as Robin. They right. like they like even though he's not my favorite Robin. Well, every, but they kind of like that attitude. Your favorite is what, Dick? Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. But yeah, so even though everyone is so hyped on Red Hood, I thought it would be nice to kind of talk about the early years of Jason Todd before his death and resurrection, that he was actually Robin the Boy Wonder. Yeah, it was interesting. I'm sorry (laughs) that he didn't do more, but like it was an interesting (laughs) stroll down memory lane. Uh, And if you, the listeners, want to check out any of his his uh, brief uh, storylines, you can come down to Meltdown Comics, 7522 yeah. Sunset Boulevard. We have most of his issues, and I don't know, there's trade paperbacks and stuff, right. I would assume. Uh, there's definitely trade paperbacks of A Death in the Family. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And if you're trying to find uh, the the single Batman detective comics, uh, his first appearance was in Batman 357, if mm-hmm. you want to read that. And that lasted to about Batman 360. And then there was Detective Comics. Let me see. I think it was 526 or um, 525 to 528. So if you want to look at those particular comics, the first arc with him being an acrobat with blonde hair, which I didn't mention. He actually dyed his hair black to mimic Dick Grayson. Yeah. yeah, he dyed it when they went to Guatemala. <laughs> he dyed it so he looks, and with the costume, so he looks like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he is originally a blonde now he's okay all right so yeah yeah so check that out and if you want to come down to meltdown we have classes and we have comedy shows and live theater and movie reviews and just about everything your little nerd heart could (laughs) desire and feel free to argue with the store clerks they love it they love debating (laughs) the finer points of nerdom Uh, but that's, and then of course, check out other shows on the Meltdown Network. Yeah. There's other stuff going on and, <laughs> and check out more of History of the Batman. London, where can they get in touch with you about anything that we may have well, discussed on this? Well, if you want to sh- talk about this episode, um, just about the Jason Todd stories, anything, if you have ideas for other episodes, you have questions, feedback, any Nightwing. of that. Nightwing. Nightwing, yes. Tell us if you think a full like series on Nightwing would be cool. Because I do want to know because I think that is dope. We should definitely yeah. do that. Um, you can always email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. If you want more Batman history, you can always follow on Instagram at History of the Batman, on Twitter at Hist of the Batman, and on Facebook at History of the Batman. But yeah, you can always email me at thatmangmail.com I'm always happy to hear from you guys so yeah give us a shout yeah and London peace love and Batman <laughs> <laughs>